The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm a multifaceted boss. I'm a creator boss. I am a live video boss. I'm a karate boss. I am a blog boss. I am a business boss. Education boss. I am a diverse academic boss babe. She's evolving. She's determined. She's a boss. And And this this is She's in a Pod. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. This is your girl Jen. Hey guys, Shade here. How are you guys? What's popping? Welcome, welcome, welcome. And this is Bianca. Welcome to another episode, as Jen said. Um, if this is your first time being here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and we hope that you will stay with us on this journey of uh, female empowerment, female connection, just learning. Yes. Learning knowledge all of that stuff just laughs jokes enjoyment as well um, and that's on yeah, period like, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah so i mean oh gosh we, re- we we release an episode every two weeks just so you guys know and um we are here this is the start of a three-part series that we're gonna do and uh, we thought it was just no time like the present to really mm. um dissect a lot of these topics and some topics that have been floating around social media for the past three weeks now going on um since the death of george floyd so yeah. before we get into it and we get into the nitty-gritties of this episode we are going to do oh my pod oh my pod and for those of you that don't know what oh my pod is um it's basically a reference to oh my god and it's basically a show-stopping moment a moment a controversial moment a moment that has made one part of the world, one part of your city, one part of your community, stop and stare and say, what the heck is going on? So I'm going to hand over to Jen to introduce what uh, this week's On My Pod is. Okay, so this week we are talking about, um, and it pains me to say it, but this guy um, <laughs> called, I'm just going to say guy called um, Tommy Robinson. You might have seen his video recently talking about how wrong the, you know, the black lives matter protests are and you know um talking crap about people pulling down statues um he's always been a far right wing and anti-islam activist Mm -hmm. from what i've read in the past so he's been around for a while but more recently he made a video um just talking down about the whole movement and actually saying or insinuating that he was going to boycott 
the protests that were going to happen mm-hmm. today, yeah. uh, which is on a Saturday. So I don't think um, it was. I think it was more he was going to cause interruption, basically. Cause inter- yeah. Yeah, yeah, cause interruption. So he, yeah. he was going to show up and make sure that he's heard and disrupt it, basically. Yeah, and yeah. but he was coming from that. What what I don't appreciate about his video was number one there was so much anger and rage which i just oh yeah like, did you, you see know, his face too much yeah. red. he looked like he was going to explode i was thinking calm down mate this was yeah. seriously mate but the other part was that he was coming from the angle of we're protecting the statues we're protecting you know he was talking about churchill who you know if you do your real research on churchill you will yeah you we'll leave that for another day but you know yeah. he was he was defending people like churchill churchill um the the slave trader that was the, was the statue he was he was taken down in Bristol who if he actually watched the video let's be it was white people that took that statue down and put it was it in the river. yeah exactly um, <laughs> but, you know so I, but he he you know just basically said to was basically saying to Black Lives Matter protesters catch me outside that's what he was basically saying. yeah and, in other words he was literally I, like I'm waiting for y'all yeah make yeah, sure you not show yeah. up and what I, I think what I didn't appreciate was that um it really almost it's almost like he was just dangling a bait to so mm. many people because then i don't know if you saw but there were a few people who who responded i don't know if it was one of one of crept conan or um there was it was one of them and then a few other people um came online and basically said like you know cool i'll see you there and yeah. that's when i started to think okay no we're now being deterred from what the the real focus point should be yeah and mm-hmm. i was really scared about saturday. i kept saying to my, my siblings like i'm really scared for saturday i'm not going but i'm scared yeah. because i just don't know how it's going to turn out and let's be real about the situation if things were to blow up here who would it be behind those jail cells and those prison cells and be we already know. yeah we we already know. Us. We don't even need to spell it we'll out exactly yeah. and i feel like the violence and all of that if it was to happen and you know fights occurred it would just be more of a reason for white people to have the last laugh. Exactly. Mm. They're exactly, looking for exactly. any, they're looking for any little thing. You can tell exactly. they're itching yeah. <laughs> yeah. for us to slip up once so that they can yeah. say, you see, this is why people yeah. shouldn't be doing exactly. protests. This is exactly. why you, Black Lives Matter movement is pointless, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're using and you know, like you already mentioned in this video, they're using the pulling down of statues as a way of saying oh, these people are criminals. The same way um, our mm-hmm. home secretary, I can't believe it, Pretty Patel, Pretty Patel, oh, you know, made a whole ass video about, oh, um, yeah. you know, there needs to be order, there needs to be this and that, totally disregarding the reasons yeah. why people are pulling down these statues. And I was yeah. so disappointed I because... The situation I... Any revolution, there's no order to it. The very, I don't know if you saw, but um, the, the I, I'm not going to lie, I'm loving him lately, Piers Morgan, yeah. Oh yeah, same. Uh, same. Absolutely <laughs> annihilated Nigel Farage. He's another another politician I cannot stand. And yeah. you know, Nigel Farage was talking about how terrible you know pulling down these statues are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Piers Morgan said, "Hold it one second. Didn't you? Weren't you in full support of when they they were trying to pull down the statue um, of uh, uh, citizens were trying to pull down the statue of Saddam Hussein in Iraq without mm, without no um, position." and um, permission rather you were in full support so what's the difference now you're talking about democracy but you were you were cheering them on when that was happening but you're not cheering on the people mm-hmm. who are it's, yeah. it's because it's, it's in this country yeah, when it's exactly. in this country it hits them hard yeah mm-hmm. exactly. they're not used to being so exposed like that exactly 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 so i know um i don't know if you saw today tommy robinson by the way just so you guys that don't know um he's all yeah like jem said he is the uh is a far right 
um, anti-Islam activist, but he yeah. also was also also the former leader of EDL, which is the English Defence League. Um, which, if you guys don't know what EDL is, I, that's another story. So please just write an EDL on Google. You'll find out what it is. <laughs> do your um, Googles, like Mel would do say. Your Googles, yeah, as Mel would say, do your Googles. Um, and so he didn't. He then posted a video. I don't know if he posted it today, but I did see it today. Retracting his very angry. Um, an aggressive video saying that he's not trying to cause any racial tension, that he won't be turning up to the protest um, and basically just, just eating his words, basically saying, you know, he's, he's taking it all back what he said, uh, which I find very interesting. I don't know. He was basically saying he's not doing it because of threats. He doesn't care about threats. Um, he's doing it because he's not trying to cause any racial um, tension that he has no issue with black people. Um, so what exactly was his purpose going to be to come to the protest? That's I, what I, I don't, I don't know. know what that mm. was, but, you know, he was trying to, I guess, protect the protect the the, 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 the statue the british yeah the british yeah. essence of you know the statues churchill whatever yeah you know it's mm. going around and that's what his angle was but you know he said a lot of things he and he said you know i said it out of rage i said it out of this and that but i feel like he was definitely probably advised to say a bit because even sadiq khan um 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 he tweeted about um, Tommy Robinson, not directly, but he basically said, any of you far right wing activists, this is not, London is not the place for you to come because we're, yeah. we're, we're not having it, basically. Um, and we're not going to fall for your bait. Um, and I think he's probably been advised to, you know, do that video because I don't feel like, it's just the difference, the anger and the rage that he had. It was laughable <laughs> how much he was getting angry. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was just our email pod for this week, guys. And that brings us on to the topic for today and we're doing a free part a free part series because we we felt like you know there's so much to dissect yeah um, that's a lot to these things and so we are dissecting things that are closest to our hearts or things that yeah. we feel like have really been on been on the forefront of social media um throughout the past couple of weeks and so we're today we're going to be talking about black businesses and let's go there i'm so yeah. ready uh, I'm ready as well. I'm ready because I'm so I ready. Think this is a long overdue conversation. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and I think that you know, ah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I just want to, you know, I want to ask you guys actually. Mm. When you think this may be a hard question to answer, but when you hear the word black businesses, what are the first few words that come to mind, or the first few sentences that come to mind? Let's go with you, Shade, first. So when I, this is really bad, but when I, the, the first thought that comes to mind when I think, oh, support a black business today is a lack of professionalism. Mm. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Make, and this is not all black businesses, but just the experiences I've had. Yes. And what the first things that I think of based on the experiences that I've had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, makeshift products, or buying and selling and, and not being honest about, mm. you know, products, the quality of products, mm. bad customer service, mm. entitlement. Mm. But then okay. at the same time, on, on the other side of the coin, I also see passion. So black, when I see black women, especially that run businesses, they are very passionate about those businesses. Mm. They will defend their businesses till kingdom come, which is a good thing. But yeah, yeah on, on, you know, unfortunately, there are some negatives that yeah. I have experienced. But what, what, about, yeah. what about you, Jim? Um, so, yeah, I do agree with you a bit, um, Sade. Some of those do come to my mind as well. But then also, I think startup. You mm, know, when yeah. I think black businesses, mm. I don't necessarily think, okay, this is a huge business. Like, oh, maybe they're just starting out or mm-hmm. it's just a side mm-hmm. project. 
Um, so that's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's not always good. Probably shows how uneducated I am in terms of mm-hmm. the different types of black businesses there are, especially in the UK. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what. What about you, Bianca? Um, what do I see? I see when I see black businesses, I see, I think potential, but no budget. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Right. But no budget. No like creativity but no opportunity right. um, I see um I see hustle I feel like uh, these are the words that I come to mind like hustle mm-hmm. hustling whether it's like you you have a nine-to-five job and then you're running the business on the side just yeah. um what else I and I and I see grinding like really grinding because you know for me and I I agree with all of the things you said um about unprofessionalism etc but I think for me, um, the root of a lot of these things comes down to like again lack of budget, lack of for me lack of support, yeah. um, lack of exposure. Which yeah. again, a lot of that comes into a, a lot of it has to do with budget. <laughs> mm. Unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with budget. Um, so those are things that I think of. Um, and yeah, I just see so much creativity. I see so much. You know, we are so creative. We are. Know? We are. I, I, I love us. Sure. It, people in the world and so I see some ideas like right now I'm helping well I'm uh, not helping but my someone that I know has asked me to help him launch a do-rag line I think that's absolutely amazing oh, that's amazing like so mm. so dope that's um, amazing that I've seen even come out of quarantine you know mm-hmm. um that it's just again like I said potential and creativity with no yeah. with lack of budget yeah um, and so yeah I mean that's how I view it how do you feel like the outside world views it in regards to non-blacks how do you feel like they see because I (sighs) would say what Mm. you said Sade about unprofessionalism lack of customer service I think that's how the outside world not just blacks but non-blacks see us especially yeah yeah so what would you say Jen about about that um well I haven't heard much like from white people just non-blacks themselves but I would say it depends on the business I think if it's a really successful business, I think a lot of non-black people would maybe be shocked mm. to think, oh, wow, there's a black person behind it. I yeah. have a good um, example. Uh, I have a good example of that. Pat McGrath. Yes. Oh, yeah. So That's, she yeah. is, like, killing it in the makeup yep, yep, game right yep. now. And she's black. This is a black-owned yeah. business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead, babe. Yeah, definitely. And there's even, like, even... um. You know, Prince of Peckham? There's a pub yes. in Peckham. Yeah, for, for the longest time, I didn't know it was a black man mm-hmm. behind it. I thought it was probably just a white old man who, you know, got inherited a pub from when he was young, mm-hmm. all that kind of jazz. But once I found out it was a black man that actually owned it, mm-hmm. the first thing, I, firstly, I was shocked. And I thought, mm-hmm. no, this can't be. And I started to do a bit of research. research. Yeah. And I don't know, a bit of me was a bit embarrassed <laughs> to... <laughs> you know to, as to how I reacted like yeah. why can't this be the norm like no. why is this shocking and yeah I think like non-blacks probably would find it more shocking to think oh that's a black man behind or black woman behind mm-hmm. this successful business and that's yeah. sad like that that's sad that you know we are so shocked that a black person can put on a successful business but unfortunately those thoughts and those opinions come because of the experiences that we've had and heard of mm. for example and I, you know i don't mind name dropping because this is all about transparency smade entertainment you know great mm. um, oh, he yeah. holds great events but then the thing with afro nation and not refunding that is a typical example of mm. a lack mm. of professionalism 
because you don't come on yeah. Twitter. We're not saying he owns the brand. That's not what I'm saying. But he's the yeah. face of the brand. So yeah. we associate Afro Nation with Smade. Mm, come yeah. on Twitter and then start shading people that are asking for their money back. Mm, <laughs> you can't. Because mm, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying a white company wouldn't do this. But I haven't. Yeah. I personally, because I, I looked at the other festivals and how they responded. I personally have not seen another um, brand or, you know, Rolling Loud or whatever to come on Twitter and start shading people. Yeah. you know what I mean it's just professionalism that's mm. my issue with us black people and our, our businesses so mm. I feel like we're, we're slowly changing that narrative yeah slowly um, and, I, yeah. and I have to say that I just I'm so excited of this particular movement has is bringing to light yeah narrative of and just the, even if it's the conversation surrounding black businesses that's it um, um because for me I think I don't always I don't feel like I have necessarily like not that people don't agree with my my opinions when it comes to black businesses, but I think a lot of when I speak to a lot of people about it, it's just things that they haven't necessarily thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, just to have the conversation with people where I can learn from them and they can learn from me about how we can move forward, yeah, um, with this and in and put money back into our own pockets. That's you know, um, um, the Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. that got burned down. Um, uh, that. I remember I was watching a video about it, um, you know, and they were saying that there were so many black businesses in that community that it took three to five years for for a dollar to be spent outside of that community because there were so many businesses, there were dry cleaners, there were restaurants, so many things that by the time that that dollar reached outside of the community, it was like three to five years later. Mm. And so when you think about the power, the the, uh, financial power that we have, the economic power that we have, you know, it's it, and I, I, my thing is, which I think goes on to our next like point, is about our personal experiences with black businesses, and I, yeah. I want us to actually be able to share a few, you know, um, experiences if you guys can think of any at the top of your head, mm. whether they're good yeah. or they're bad. Um, because for me, I think it's really important that we share it, and it's not to shame any. We don't have to name drop any businesses, yeah. but I think it's it's yeah. good just to be vulnerable because yeah, mm. like what for me. Uh, I've had, you know what, I'm going to be very honest at this moment in time mm. and say that I haven't purchased or invested my money in enough black businesses mm. to figure out whether they I get bad treatment for black businesses more than I get bad treatment from, from non-black businesses, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say, oh, black businesses are this and that, because I don't feel like I've invested in them enough to really know whether it's just a one-off or whether it's a consistent thing yeah. with them. Yeah. Whereas I could I could I would be able to tell you that if it was a non-black business or a white business, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um I have, you know, let's be let's be let's start from like let's start from a, a really easy point. Caribbean shops, yeah. <laughs> right. So the reason why I a lot of people talk about the customer service in Caribbean shops, but I think people don't understand with Caribbean takeaway shops their aim is not to build a brand yeah <laughs> it's not it's not they don't to make money brand. they don't care about 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 reputation um, opening, about opening 50 <laughs> restaurants worldwide that's not there they're just there to make money yeah so yeah. I think if you kind of see the business for what it is and at the end of the day we get bad treatment when we still go back there because the food yeah. is good yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. saying that's like you're craving yeah, yeah. you're craving some curry girl or some oxtail you're gonna go even if the woman doesn't say hello to you <laughs> you'll so still like, go back so but I is it is it bad that I don't mind that? Like I just feel like it's part of the Caribbean culture. They're not necessarily like even my I have I, I have a Caribbean hairdresser that I go to. 
they're not mm. necessarily friendly, but I just get it. Mm-hmm. Like I get them. Because mm-hmm. I, I, we I understand. Their personality. Yeah, exactly. True. But exactly. Let's think about and... how would outside outsiders yeah. you know, take that? How but would they let's be, to that? Let's be real about the situation. Outsiders, like who? Because if it's, <laughs> if it's black, no, but let's ask that question. Because they don't want outsiders. When they they come into, yeah, you know what? You get every time I go into, most times I go into a Caribbean shop, I see the odd white person in there that loves a little bit yeah. of spice. You know? But when it comes to like Caribbean um hairdressers or salons, you're not going to see white people in there yeah, because they're not catering to them. What hairstyle are you going to give me? Just mm. what I'm saying. No offense, but you know, I'm here to, to slick up my hair and put a ponytail. Yeah, a white person's not going to want that. The average white person, I'll say, yeah, will not want that. We're not generalizing. <laughs> So, so for me, okay, Caribbean shops are like, you know what, you, you it's what you get. Yeah. What you get is what you get. Yeah. And they're not there to build a brand. They're not they don't <laughs> you know what, they don't really care if you never come back again. Mm-hmm. Like their thing is they know that their they their type of food is a niche and that people are always going to be craving what that type of food at some point. Yeah. Like, oh what Caribbean food today, let me go to yeah. the Caribbean shop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and so like I said, their aim is not to build a brand or business, but for those who are, for those who actually want to expand not just about making money but about making some sort of impact when it comes to their business that's when I have to think okay cool you need to think better about how you're treating your people yeah. about how your, your customer service or yeah. the quality of your service and product exactly um, so my but, gosh yeah go on sorry. so my issue and the issue that I've had is with makeup artists Instagram oh, makeup artists to be fair I'm not even oh, going to name drop because there's no need in particular yeah. yeah but my thing is I feel like when uh makeup artist has a certain number of followers and a certain amount of exposure they feel like they don't need to care about the small details mm-hmm. and I think it's just so disrespectful so like for example with planning my I think it was my 25th or my mum's birthday one of them both last year and I emailed about 10 makeup artists you know proper professional some got back to me straight away some mm. taking ages I chased there was one in particular I really wanted because her work is really really good Mm. chased and chased and chased didn't respond he messaged her on instagram oh i'll respond hon thanks for the chase i I think we exchanged messages about oh i'll respond hon about five times Mm. and then she just she and then when she then finally gave me the price there were no other details and i'm just like Mm. are you do you not want people to use your services i don't understand Mm. the main thing is why do they lack professionalism my cousins Mm. had the same issues trying to um, you know, plan her wedding and certain makeup artists are that like, they don't want to do a pre, they, they don't want to basically call, ha- have a conversation with her before they book because my cousin likes wow. to be very hands on. Yeah, they're just like, oh no, you know, we follow the process, like they maybe just send their e- their PA to email. And I'm just like, you need to remember that you were once a beginner and you were once begging mm-hmm. other people to, to, yeah. to, you know, you were, you were, you wanted people to use the services and now that you have the exposure why should that level of yeah. um, do you know what I mean that level of of um I don't even know the word because it's not caring but the level of detail, detail sure, yeah, yeah. Why I think that yeah. that's that definitely can be a, a thing with freelancers or anyone who's just self-employed mm-hmm. yeah they're, freelancers they're, that's probably yeah, the term I'm looking for yeah um, because obviously it's just them yeah. that are doing the job they're not dependent on anyone else to do the job for them they don't have employees most of the time yeah an admin or something like that mm-hmm. um they're they're the ones doing the actual work yeah and i i agree with free when it comes to freelancers i've had that thing in the past where not it's not necessarily even just like makeup artists but it could be people who like uh are, are quite experienced or advanced in a particular field yeah. mm-hmm. you reach out to them in the right with the right protocol like emailing etc do what you do and you still don't receive 
you know anything um, back or you don't receive the response yeah. that you get back um and you know i i the issue is like i said that's a one-sided thing for me yeah. because i haven't really when it comes to any sort of freelancers that i've kind of contacted I haven't contacted many that are non-white. Right. So I don't know if that treatment is the same on both sides. So, yeah, saying. I was going to go on to that. I think sometimes yeah. a lot of us also need to look at how tolerant we are of either black businesses or non-black businesses. You 100%. know, the story that you told um, Sade, I mean, I've experienced that a lot of times as well. But I've yeah. also experienced that with white businesses, even exactly. like bigger yeah. brands. Mm. And do you know what? If If, let's say, I email... I don't know, PLT, ASOS or Zara and they don't respond to me, not for one second would I just be there grumbling saying, oh my gosh, you didn't respond to me. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the most thing um, I would say is, oh, maybe they're busy. Whereas if mm-hmm. it's a, a black owned business, we have so much to say and I feel like we put a lot mm-hmm. of pressure mm-hmm. on, on, on black businesses than we do on some other ones. Like some, right. some other big businesses, they mess up as well and we need to give everyone the same yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought, to be honest, I, personally, I I feel like people should have less tolerance for established brands, yeah, because they have more time to implement a culture, yeah. and grow and mature the process and a brand, well, yeah. yeah. To even they have staff to train their staff, etc. And obviously, you can't control everyone. You know, for example, I wouldn't if I get bad treatment if I walk into Zara. Sometimes on an off day, it's just that one individual who just doesn't want to be nice, rather than yeah. a reflection of the whole company. Yeah. However, if I get it bad, I walk into Zara and I get bad treatment. Mm. I can bet my life on it. I'm walking back into Zara. You still come life. back. Yeah. You still find yourself like, there. I'm, I'm still going to find myself there. If mm. I get back, if I'm going to um, Pretty Little Thing, the same thing. I've had so many like um, situations where the order doesn't come on time yeah. and you can't yeah. get hold of them. And for some reason, we're, we're badgering mm-hmm. black businesses. We're badgering them. We're saying, no, do better, do better, yeah. do better. So and I wonder, for me, yeah. yeah, and for me, I feel like there's less emotional support when it comes right. to most it, definitely it, right um, yeah when it comes to we're harsher on ourselves we're harsher on our brothers and sisters mm. um knowing that a lot of them are just starting up and 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 a lot of them are learning on the job let's be real about the situation yeah. you don't have training on customer service and again i do feel like some things are common sense mm-hmm. yeah. however i learned that common sense is not common it's okay not so like, at all. it's not common so for me it takes time there's things that there's things that even i do mm. as a freelancer now in like in whatever i'm doing that i've i've had to learn okay bianca you can do this better it's not that i spoke to anyone sideways yeah, yeah. i can do this better so self-reflection and self-awareness yeah we need to and i saw this post actually i'm going to read it out to you guys because i saw this post and i posted it on my instagram the other day and it was by an entrepreneur who I absolutely love um she um runs this business called random chic and she like resells um vintage clothes okay um and she posted this and i don't agree with everything but i'm just going to go over it anyways she posted a nine-step guide on how to emotionally support black-owned businesses she said one which i think is very true give us space to learn Entre- entrepreneurship is filled with never-ending mistakes that lead to lessons mm-hmm. these mishaps are in- are the inevitable they are also essential for growth give black-owned black-owned businesses the space to mess up so they can continue to grow yeah number two compassion Black-owned businesses can seemingly seemingly be scrutinised harshly by our community. This disconnect between Black-owned businesses and the Black dollar are simply a side effect to institutionalised racism, which I Mm -hmm. 100% agree with. Because like we were just saying, we have more tolerance for the white man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it says, and then she said a subtext, understand that we are conditioned to not trust um, one another. It's okay to hold us accountable. However, make sure that we're extending grace as well. Yeah. Um. 
this third one, which I think is quite interesting, I don't agree with this one. Um, stop broadcasting your bad experiences with black-owned businesses. The only reason why I disagree with it is because I will broadcast my bad experience to whatever your business is. Yeah. Mm. Whether you're a white business or a black yeah. business. Like with, with my trains in, in the mornings, if they mess up, I will at them on Twitter. I'll be exactly. like, see what is going on. So, exactly. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. I think, I don't know if that, I haven't read, um, you know, what you're reading out, but yeah. you can you can talk you can be honest about the service that you're getting but don't mm. label it as just black businesses are doing that yes. a lot yeah, of people yeah. do that on twitter and there's yeah. a lot of businesses who are doing really good they don't they're not all the same they don't all have terrible um customer service yeah and, and we need to really make sure that we're not you know putting those people to the side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no that's and, and i think and, and that's that's um that uh, well i'm gonna there's a couple of other points that I want to read out because I think this one, yeah, I, I've been arguing with people and I think we can definitely do the second half and t- maybe cover this one, is respect our price point. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I saw I something. So people yeah. who complain about it's too expensive, it's too expensive. And it's, for me, again, it's, it's not realising that we don't have the budget for these things. Yeah. So we're putting out all this money. They're not they're not pricing it because they're trying to be they're trying to be selfish or they're trying to be stingy. It's because they're also they're trying to uh, make money, like as in break even and also make money. There's no point of running a business if you can't make any money from yeah, it. Yeah. Just what exactly. I'm saying. So for me, I understand, yeah, some things are expensive, but it's not for no reason. That's my point. There's a reason behind it. And I think if actually we if the community as a whole invested in black businesses their prices wouldn't need to be so high because all of these yeah. prices are projections they how much money i'm going to make in a month how much i need to make in a year to break even yeah. that's true i never yeah. thought of it so, like that yeah like so it, it definitely so, yeah i definitely get yeah, that yeah if that makes sense it's a combination so of different if, things exactly so if i'm doing my price points and i know i'm going to get five thousand I'm guaranteed to get roughly five thousand customers in a day. I don't need to price my things at eighty pounds to make break even mm-hmm. or to to um, make a profit if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that it's a revolving door. What? We have to. We're seeing it as high, but if we were to invest in it, these prices wouldn't need to be so high. But if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Question: Why do we expect black businesses' prices to be lower? How come oh. if, if if you know we saw um I don't know I don't want to use a high end brand because that's not realistic. Yeah. But um something like Zara, yeah, let's just say Zara, yeah. Spanish company, whatever. Mm. Let's say, you know, there was a top on there um that was twenty five pounds. Mm. We wouldn't look we wouldn't look twice, let's be real. But then yeah. if it was, you know, a black business who also does, you know, loungewear or you um, know, blackwear. Yeah. It depends and they though. At the same price, what would you it it depends know. because if you compare Zara to someone who's just started up, of course, it's it's about trust. Yeah you know and reliability, it's about trust yeah. and reliability mm. however okay. there are some black businesses out there who you know they've built that trust from their audience over the years and then it's justified as to why their prices should be that uh-huh. that much yeah. Yeah. and also also i will say when i i bought from black businesses um for, for the first time and i've just bought something and the price wasn't too friendly but it was the way they cared for the way uh, the, the effort and the thought and the passion that I see in the branding, like right. the website or the the um the way they talk to their customers or the comments, mm. the, the way they post on their social medias, like how they do things, how they conduct themselves mm. as a brand. Yeah. That even even without buying anything from them, you can tell that they're tr- they're trustworthy. Yeah, it's the sense. whole experience. So, yeah, exactly. It so it's sometimes I really pay attention to how much thought and effort mm. they put in yeah. to their business or yeah. their brand. 
And that's when I know, okay, do you know what? I don't know. I, it's still a risk, but I know mm. that, do you know what? There's something here. Did you mean business when you're doing this? Yeah. You care about what you're doing. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, that's a really, really important yeah. thing. And I agree with everything you said. I think we just have to have more patience when it comes to um, customer service, yeah. finances, etc. And, and um, I guess be less entitled as well. Like, as black yes, people, we can be a bit entitled. 100%. We just expect, 100%. because um, you're my black sister and black brother, we just exactly. expect the best, this, the best, that. But actually, let's mm. have a bit more tolerance. And I'm speaking to myself exactly. here. Because in yeah. the past, I have not had tolerance for mm. certain, you know, aspects of customer service that I didn't like. I just thought, no, yeah. you should be doing better. But yeah, now that I, you mentioned, you know, if PLT was to mess up, would I go and blast them on Instagram? Yeah. I might do, but mm. I know I would have less tolerance. Um, I would have mm. more tolerance and I'll still be ordering from them next time. <laughs> Which is happening right now, them. by the way. You know, there was mm. this whole thing about, you know, boycott and P- PLT or I'm never going to oh, buy from God. PLT again. Yeah, and that whole thing. More recently, I've just seen, I can't remember off the top of my head who tweeted it, but um, I know Annie Dreher, she um, yes, had a collaboration with them and she's modelling yeah. for their um, LGBTQ yeah, um, oh, line. And uh, some people were indirecting and saying like, oh, but the other day you were saying this or were some other black people were saying this and that. And again, mm. it just goes back to the tolerance. And then also, like, we're more forgiven. We've got more grace towards them. Yeah. You know what? I can save my chest. Guys, if my friends know me, Bianca is ordering from Pretty Little Thing every single day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and after this, I, and this is this is my decision, but I've made the decision to not shop from Pretty Little Thing anymore. I Only because that. That's my decision. I And the thing is, I, I know if I didn't mean what I said I would have had five orders at my door by now because I order from them so much yeah, yeah. it actually feels weird not ordering anything from them yeah. like, so I've, I've made the decision I'm not doing that with every brand or every white owned brand mm. but the way I feel like the, the fact that I'm it's a white owned Asian yeah, which even exactly, irritates but, me more oh yeah yeah exactly but the way they've conducted as a loyal customer the way they've conducted themselves in this whole situation mm. while you're putting you're putting more effort into gay pride than yeah. you are into Black Lives Matter yeah. Yeah. To me, I just didn't. The, when Jackie Anna called them out, the terrible thing that they put out, and then they deleted it. So I just decided I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And you know what? If I have to, and that goes on to her last points. This lady that posted the last point was um, the last two points was shopping. Black owned um, business should be a lifestyle. As it in, should be. You should, you should. You should be. We should be able to shop from black businesses as much as we do from white businesses. And and it integrates into the very last point, which is educate yourself. This is and it for me. This my, is it. The, my main argument for this whole. When I've spoken to so many people about black businesses, yeah, they've come to me and I said this to you guys yesterday. They've come to me and said, "Well, you know, we don't know what exists. Go and do your research. Yeah. You go and say what. Why should I have to? You know, and it's 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 the budget. Like we don't. I don't have the budget if I'm starting a business. I don't have the budget to be buy a billboard. And this is my yeah. thing. This is my thing because you say educate yourself, Bianca. But I may have to disagree because what am I educating? What do, where do I find? Like where do I even start to go and find a black owned Amazon, for example? Okay. Or so, black okay. So, so for example, Amazon is white owned, yeah. But you have people on Amazon that are, have black owned businesses yeah that you can put you're putting money into their pocket for example when i got i these things you think they're not google they're not googleable even that's a word what, they, <laughs> are google, google. they actually are if you type in on google black owned businesses in on that use amazon you'll be able to find some stuff even on facebook now people have started um like um black owned business um there's so many directories that i didn't even know exist mm, with black okay. owned businesses yeah I, I think that for me, the uh, money gold idea would be to have an online directory of thousands, 
thousands of black owned businesses. I think someone started that actually. It would be amazing. Yeah. And if you split up with location, like country, yeah, you know, area, mm. um, city, it needs also to like be, it needs makeup, to be in, in our faces, though. Because some of us are lazy, let's be real. So, not no, a lot but, of, no, but I don't think that's an excuse. It's not no, an excuse, it's not an excuse, but it's reality. It actually is reality. And the sad thing is, the sad thing is, if someone wants to order something, the first thing they're going to think of is not, oh, let me think of a black-owned business. They're just going to use what they're familiar with. But then, okay, I agree, but then if we start educating ourselves, eventually it'll become second nature. Yeah. Just so it has saying. to start so from we somewhere. Have to, we have to take out, exactly, we have to take that time out to say, you know what, let me find today, I'm going to find five black-owned businesses that I would buy from. Then, you know what, let me do at least once a week for the next month, I'm going to, each week, I'm going to look for five black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Until eventually, when you think, oh, I want a pair of jeans, you're like, okay, do you know what? That black-owned business owner does it. Mm-hmm. It becomes second nature to you. But yeah. if we stay there and say, well, we don't know what exists, the money's never going to go into our brothers and sisters' pockets. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to continuously start putting money into the white man's pocket, yeah. which to me is not a problem, as long as they're mm-hmm. racially inclusive. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I don't want to, as a black yeah. person who believes in this matter, put more money into the white man than I am into the black man. Yeah. That's my person. The thing is, Shada, you're saying this is our reality and it's true. That's our reality. However, we need to get rid of the stigma. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, we as black people have to work 10 times as hard. Yes. But yes. but collectively, and we've seen, you know, from recent events, collectively, if we all together put more effort into our black community, black brands, yeah. and, yeah. and yes, we have to do the work, then over the years I, I'm my my hope is that we won't have to do the work anymore exactly. it's just going to be all over yeah. the place yeah. exactly yeah and 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 if and again if we are invested in our brothers and sisters and we're actually being also being patient with their journeys mm. just you know in regards to just starting out being startup brands and stuff like that eventually they're going to have the budgets to be on billboards yeah. and stores on the high street exactly. just what I'm saying, but, up there. exactly but again <laughs> there's even the statistics the statistics of um black owned businesses or black entrepreneurs getting investments is so low it's a struggle yeah so even with that, the amount of white businesses i can come up with a, a world changing idea today and the difference in, reg- in regards to how much i invest investment i get will be because of this color of my skin yeah so it's not even that white people have this money in their family lines and generations it's that they're more likely to get investments and um what you call them angel investors and all that kind of stuff yeah. so we, we we don't have the upper hand and like jennifer said we have to, in order for me to get in front of your face, Shade, as a brand, I have to work 10 times harder than yeah, the white man. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I think that we have to just try and do better in emotionally mm. and financially supporting ourselves. And that means educating, that means being more patient, it means um, just being more aware, you know, yeah. of where your money's going. I'm actually going to, yeah, I'm going to challenge myself to actually be more proactive about finding black businesses. Because yeah. my thing was, so what, two things. I don't know where to start when it comes to yeah. looking. And then the second thing is, I get a bit nervous. Will the service be as good? Will the, will yeah, the quality yeah. of jeans on this um, website be as good as Topshop jeans? You know, yeah. I get a bit nervous because I, I haven't yeah. I haven't spent enough on black businesses yeah. for me to build yeah. that trust with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So we're right. just so used to Topshops and Zara's. And, yes, exactly. And, you know, exactly. all these other brands and PLT, exactly. etc. And, and that's also a privilege that we have in the Western world. Yeah. Because, for example, you know, like in Ghana, um, in places back home, whether it's Jamaica, Caribbean, like Africa, wherever it is. Yeah. Like me being in Ghana, I realised a lot of people investments are going back into their community no they don't have shops they don't have stuff like that but the stuff that they want me as a black person i'm not really going to find it in the supermarket or the store the the 
casual um you know um clothing store yeah, like yeah. if i want some nice fitting trousers there's you know you know africa is full of tailors <laughs> oh yeah yeah our people are creative exactly exactly so even in the western world i think we are spoiled in a way that we could get up and go to the shop and if if i want this if i if i want a, a particular type of clothing we're gonna find it in a maximum half an hour yeah. of life. Mm. That's not the, the privilege that everybody has in the world. Yeah, true. And so I think that we could take advantage of that yeah. in providing those things for ourselves, number one, so that our money is going back into our pocket. Okay, guys. So if you don't know, if you haven't been following us, or it's the first time you're listening to a "She's in a Pod" episode, um. This may be new for you, but um, we've been doing this every episode. And this is just an opportunity to highlight a woman, a woman of ambition, a woman of power, a woman of influence, a woman who has changed the world somehow, whether it's the world completely, whether it's her city, her country, her community, or even just her family and her friends. Um, so this week's She's All That is a, a lady, young lady from, she's not young, but she's a young lady from um, New York called Tamika Mallory and Tamika Mallory is an American activist um, she you know I discovered her recently actually um, during this whole um, you know the, the investigation with George, George Floyd and she was on the front line she was um, speaking at a press conference with George Floyd's family do your job do what you say this country is supposed to be about the land of the free for all it has not been free for black people and we are tired don't talk to us about looting y'all are the looters America has looted black people. America looted the Native Americans when they first came here. So looting is what you do. We learned it from you. And I was just like, who's this woman? Because the way she's speaking is just amazing. Mm. I did some research and I found out uh, her name is Tamika Mallory. Um, and I didn't know that she's, she was, I don't know if you guys remember the 2017, that massive women's march. Mm-hmm. Um, when I like, think, you know, the whole Me Too thing was, I think it was Me Too thing was happening um and it's yeah, a massive one. women's march yeah. um and they had it in different cities in america you had like celebrities and singers that came on the stage and they gave speech oh, stuff like that yeah, yeah. 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 so to me she was actually the lead one of the lead organizers of this march um okay. so she um at, she's an activist for um feminism black lives matter and also gun control um and she's done a lot of a lot of work she's been featured in times 100 um and a lot of other um prevalent um platforms magazines etc so i just kind of wanted to highlight her because i think i was saying to the girls that we see a lot of men on the front line when it comes to activism and in history in the history books we've always seen a lot of men um on the front line whether it's mlk Malcolm mm-hmm. X, um you know whoever else it is um it's always been men you know Louis Farrakhan who still lives today um, yeah yeah it's always the men it's a lot of the men which is amazing because I think men are um, and they are amazing leaders but it's so heartwarming to see women putting her putting themselves on the front line like that and so just want to big up to Mika Mallory if you guys don't know um of her just type in her name on Instagram and you'll find she also um runs a activism um company i'm not sure i can't remember what it was called but she she does a lot of stuff she provides lawyers for people um, oh, wow! Okay. all of these things in her um in her it's like a foundation charity that is basically um, um, activism and so yeah just want to big about her yeah her the company is called until freedom um and it's lawyers artists survivors of injustice 
and they've all come mm-hmm. together to fight all of especially right now um, yeah justice so just want to big up to Mika Mallory for all the work she's been doing that's amazing I think it's so great like especially now with all the protests and people I say non-black people still fighting against what's going on mm-hmm. um that you've got people like Mar- um what's her name Mallory Tamika 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 like providing resources like lawyers and just helping people out of situations because unfortunately for some people for some institutions this is the perfect opportunity to say oh I was right all along all black people are hooligans all that kind of stuff so and a lot of black people or you know don't have the resources sometimes um Mm -hmm. to you know provide themselves with a with a lawyer or an advocate during this situation and a lot of celebrities sorry go with no, I'm just going to say, this is, like, the perfect example of putting your money where your mouth is. A hundred percent. Like, so you're not just talking about it, you're actually being exactly. about it. And a lot of celebrities what... have been mm-hmm. actually um, creating funds right now just for, yeah, like, a bailout thing for protesters who get arrested. Out yeah, I um, saw. I, do, I saw. Just being able to get bail for whatever the situation is. So I think that's amazing. And, yeah, big ups to Tamika and whoever else is putting themselves on the front line of these things. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. this is a season of project, but I have to give it a massive big up i know this is what she's that but john mm. Boyega, yeah oh been... yeah oh my god <laughs> every every oh. black woman's husband <laughs> <laughs> we john can all Boyega. share him oh. do you know what? Do you, i think do you know what why i respect him so much is because he's not trying to save face yeah. and he yeah. he is so unapologetic yeah. about he, who he, he is if he has to said if he has to lose his career he has to then do he it. will lose his um, career do you know what it. that means mm. i don't think people understand how deep that is like mm. your career mm. is essentially your whole life yeah. who you are and like, you know what, what yeah. when i knew it was like... real was when star wars did you see when they tweeted um basically yes. backing them up and i was like do you know what mm. that that means something because if you i mean people don't really say that's a big thing but if the whole star wars account star wars is brand you know, yeah like, then you know yourself. you're good yeah. So, yeah, I have to pick up. Um, so he's still, and do you know what's do you know what's crazy about this? I feel like he's going to get more opportunities. Oh, of course. of course. I feel like his career is even going to accelerate I, way quicker than it has been. I agree. And you know what? Sometimes so I think good. we have to realize in life. Sometimes realize that we are our passion is one thing, but our purpose is another thing. And I that's think that it. His passion is acting, etc. But and he is brought him to the front line where people know who he is. But I definitely think a huge part of his purpose is what he's doing now. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. speaking up for his people, and I hope, I yeah. hope, whether it's him or someone else, I do hope that in this country, we have people who um we can we can become familiar with in regards to people who are on the front line because mm. we don't we they, there's a lot of that in America. We don't have that here where we can say who's a, who's the who's the face of the movement right now. We we don't we, yeah. we don't exactly we don't here. know like all the protests were organized by little exactly exactly. So you know I mean there isn't, isn't like one person either. exactly exactly. So it'd be amazing to have just a few faces that lead the movement that can really people look to for that wisdom and and etc and direction. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's move on to because this is quite a lengthy episode. Um, yeah. Guys, much longer. But um, my question to you guys is: Do you ever feel guilted into supporting something because it's black owned? Guilted. I wouldn't say I feel guilted. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I feel guilted, but I would say that or even manipulated in a way, like it, you know. Yeah, yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Like especially during this time where you know people are creating awareness about black businesses, which is great, yeah. and I'm in full support of yeah. it. But, like, some people want to make you feel bad if you don't. Mm. People like that are, oh, stop putting money in a white, mm. in a white man's hand. And while I, I appreciate that and I understand the motive behind that and the bigger picture, my thing is that I shouldn't have to feel forced yeah. 
So that's the whole point of support. Support should be genuine yeah. and I shouldn't have to feel support. The Asian community are not obliged to to support their fellow Asians. Mm-hmm. They just support each other naturally, mm-hmm. which is why they own half the wealth in this whole world. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> they support each other willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, like we mentioned before, with the education and the creating awareness about black businesses, that will change. That narrative will yeah. change. And eventually, we won't have to feel obliged or forced yeah. into supporting anyone. We'll want to because the, there's good, they actually have good quality. Mm. Mm. What about you, Jen? What do you feel like you ever, um, I mean, especially during this time, like everyone's about yeah. like, No, like, I don't feel like I'm forced because you know, no one's going to force me to buy something I don't yeah. want to buy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I do feel like I am being made more aware of the businesses out mm-hmm. there. Um, I am going to make more of a conscious effort. And I think that it's our duty, to be honest with you, right now, it's our duty to uplift, you know, like you said, our brothers and sisters. And then also, you know, people around us, our friends who have businesses, we need to be more, like, I understand, like, people are worried about the quality, the service and everything. But if you can see someone who's just starting out and they're really trying their best, uplifting Mm -hmm. them and, you know, investing in them, it's the only way, really, they're going to, you know, do better yeah. we have yeah. to do that so I, you can't force someone to do something they don't want to do but at least you can help them open their eyes yeah and that's yeah. what I think this whole movement has done right now like everyone's eyes are open I'm seeing yeah. so many you know posts about different types of black businesses I'm like oh right I didn't know yeah that. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and do you know what I, do you know what I wish I saw more of I wish I saw I know, you know, we have um, amazing people like Bianca that are, want, that are helping um, people build their brands and stuff. Yeah. But what I also wish I see, I saw more of are people who are willing to set up training courses for people that have started businesses, black yeah. businesses, yeah. to help them with customer service, yeah. do's and don'ts, yeah. what to know about yeah. how to respond to a difficult email, yeah. how to deal with a, uh, with a challenging customer. Do you know, what, so do you know what I mean? I That's crazy. Because it's, 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 well, it's, it's funny you say that, actually, Charlotte, because that's, those are the things that eventually I want to start providing for people beyond that. Yeah. Please, we yeah. need it. it. And we want it, to be, we want it to be run by a black Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, as I, I agree with that. Um, so eventually, I'm working on right now, like, email templates that people can use for customer service. That's it. Um, yeah. Like However, yeah, you guys know me, I, you know, you know personally the things that I'm working on, yeah? And the next yeah. thing that I'm planning to launch for you, which you guys know about, I'm so scared about what black people are going to say. Like, Listen. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, I can try with all my might, but I know these, these black people, it's just so hard to impress. And I'm mm. talking for myself as well, because I'm very hard to impress. So, yeah, I'm just like, oh my God, like, ugh. and it makes you, sometimes it puts you off with, yeah. puts you off from actually including black people in the demographic that you're trying and to And it shouldn't to be like that. Yeah. If that makes sense, because you feel like, mm-hmm. well, you know, the white people they're gonna buy, they're gonna respect, etc. Blah blah blah. Black people they're gonna they're gonna pick apart, they're gonna yeah, you know yeah. they're gonna go on Twitter, they're gonna say this, they're gonna say that, and it's just yeah. like it, it, make, it makes me a bit like oh. But however, I, I'm definitely and I hear you on that chart day, and for me, um, the whole conversation, the question about do you have to support a business just because it's black? I personally feel like that whole topic that I've seen coming, like people telling me, on, I mean, saying on social media, stop stop forcing people to support black businesses, blah, 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 blah. I feel like that whole conversation comes from institutionalized racism because mm-hmm. we don't have to talk to this, we have to talk to Asians about this. 
We don't have to yeah, we don't. talk to Chinese people about this or, or Indians or whites. They It's natural, it's second nature for them to just invest in their own. Mm. But yeah. because we don't yeah. invest in our own, this, con- this topic has to be brought to light. Right, to, right. Do we feel guilty? Because again, like yeah. I said, we, we, see, we see it in communities. We go to places where there's a majority of this, whether it's Jewish people, whether Jewish people, that money never leaves their community. Never mm. leaves their community. <laughs> like, um, this is the thing. And so it's like, this for is me, the thing. that I, at surface level, I don't feel like you should have to be guilted. But the question, the topic itself, I think is also rooted in yeah. how we have been treated and how we've been programmed yeah. to think about, not just the outside world, but about each other. If that this sense. is the thing, which is why it's going to take a long time. Yeah for this whole support thing to become second nature yeah, because yeah. we've grown up yes. in the, with exactly. this mentality. Mm. I definitely hear you. And I think, um, no, I mean, for me, I want to question, no, I won't support something just because it's black. My aim now is to, I, I can't say that every single brand or business I'm, I buy from, I'm going to do my research. I can't promise that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whether, about yeah. whether they're racially inclusive or not. But my aim now is to try and be intentional about my, uh, my money, where my money goes into black-owned businesses that I trust or what, or non-black businesses that I feel or they're showing some signs of racial inclusivity. Because mm, um, yeah. that, for me, is important. You don't have to be black, you know? Yeah. As long as you yeah. know that black people, black lives matter, and that, yeah, in black lives matter and then all lives matter after that because it's not any non-blacks that are being profiled because of the colour of their skin. So, for me, yeah. well, there are, but not to the extent of dying, etc., or being killed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for me, yeah, I think that um, I... I've seen people because I'm quite an opinion, opinionated person, and I think also we have to be a bit more not so not so sensitive on social media mm. because, for example, if I am posting, oh, do you know what? I'm not buying from PLT ever again. Blah 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 blah. That's what I'm doing. I'm not saying that you should do that. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people see it as like, oh, you're forcing your opinions on everyone. It's like, no, exactly. I'm sharing, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sharing my opinion, but this is not. I'm not going to judge you because. You've yeah. now decided to buy from Pretty Little Thing. That's what you. That's what you feel is best for you, but it's not best for me in my interest. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. we also have to see an opinion as an opinion or a decision as a decision. And and yeah, I'm sharing it just so things can be brought to light, so that people have the full picture or the full story of certain things before they make decisions. But yeah, it's my decision at the end of the day. So it's not by force that you must now come and say people are forcing their opinions on you just what i'm saying like yeah yeah, yeah. Not so i think everyone's just got to take things a little bit more lightly in regards mm-hmm. to people sharing how they feel about things yeah um, yeah and social media is just one of those platforms where we just get to share and where we know that's the whole point exactly exactly and awareness yeah. you know what i mean it's awareness for yeah. especially for the non-blacks it's awareness so um definitely yeah, like, yeah i think i mean moving forward just rounding up um what okay i would ask the question what do you think you've learned from this episode what and one and number two what do you feel like you're going to do better moving forward as pertains to black businesses so <laughs> I can, i'll go first actually um so what have i learned this episode i've learned that oh that's a hard one okay i've <laughs> learned that uh we for me even though this is something i thought before but just hearing for example Sade talking i think and i agree with you Sade, what you're saying about educating yourself how that takes time so I think I've learned that we have to be patient with ourselves, yeah. that we shouldn't beat ourselves up or anybody else up if there's no immediate effect with this. Like, this is going to take yeah. time. So if I do decide, like, for example, I said I'm not going to buy from Pretty Little Thing. If I buy from Pretty Little Thing next week, I, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Just yeah. It's a decision yeah. I'm still going to try and stick to, but I'm not going to beat myself because this is a gradual thing. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. So mm-hmm. I think being patient is something that I, I think 
with with myself and those around me it's something that i think i've I've learned from this episode and how i'll support black businesses moving forward i think again um treating them as a business and and also having um having more patience with them as it pertains to things that we were talking about in regards to disadvantages they have as a black business owner whether it's money investment um support etc all of that stuff we have to treat it as it is we can't treat them as though they are a white their white counterpart because they don't get the same opportunities Mm -hmm. that they do so i think it's it's seeing a black business for what it is it's a black owned business and that means they don't have the opportunities that you know a lot of our people do so again yeah but then i think we also need to be careful about generalizing though because some black people do come from very well-off backgrounds and actually do have you know what i mean but i think i think i I do i agree with that i agree with that Um, because i've seen some black owned businesses that gosh i'm like wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the general yeah, consensus do you know what i'm saying let's look at let's look at our communities let's look at the people who are next to us our sisters our brothers mm-hmm. who are trying to start businesses yeah. you know the people who are right in front of our faces these are people who don't have those advantages unfortunately and you know and not that i won't invest in established businesses because i will 100 percent. but if i'm if i see you're starting out and i know that you're passionate about this i'm yeah. gonna want to really help you out by, by yeah. investing in something also not just because i want to help you out you're black but because i trust what you're doing and mm, i and yeah it, exactly and I, want, yeah. I want a part of it so yeah i think that's yeah. it for me what about mm. you jen um i think what i've learned um from this conversation is black businesses definitely suffer from the whole we are one mentality that we usually have mm. um you know we're all for each other until it comes to like businesses or yeah. you know okay. money or you know things like that every man for themselves literally yeah so yeah. I, you know i definitely even hearing myself speak and some of the thoughts that come the first question you asks about what's the first thing that comes to your mind once you mm-hmm. hear like a black business i think we just need to be kinder to people yeah. and, and you know like ourselves we all individually do you know have our side businesses and brands that we do and you have to kind of look at okay how would you feel if other people had those same thoughts about your brand Mm -hmm. like I look at she aspires and although my the audience is quite varied in terms of races like I wouldn't want Mm -hmm. another black person to feel like they couldn't trust me because Mm -hmm. I've got a black business and just make that generalized assumption Um, yeah so yeah moving forward I'm definitely going to make an effort to support and educate myself I think it's education Mm -hmm. that matters a lot because I just there's nothing (laughs) I just I don't know enough businesses and I owe it to myself I owe it to other people to go out and do my research and I would urge everyone to do the same yeah I agree I 100% I agree with every word you said Jen how about about you Shadi yeah, so I think for me, um, the main takeaway is that change starts with me. Mm, yeah. And that I can't wait around and just expect black businesses to be prosperous and us all to, you know, take over the world if the change does not start with me mm. in particular. So me, myself and I, what am I going to do today mm. to actually support a black business Um so yeah you know education and and things like that is all part of it mm. so like you said bianca i may i may not turn around tomorrow and say that every single thing i order i order from will be from a black business mm. um but it's at least just having that having that consciousness in the front of my mind yeah. to remind myself actually shadow look for try and look for a black alternative mm. you know look do your do a bit of research take the time out to actually do a bit of research and see what's around yeah. you do you know what I mean? Because yeah. black businesses don't only have to be when it comes to 
Nigerian or Caribbean yeah. people, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. So, exactly. we provide so much more than yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. So, I think it's really just about educating myself. Mm-hmm. I've learned that today, yeah. Um, and to not be ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. No, I I sometimes that. we do that, you know, subconsciously, we don't realize, yeah, exactly. And then also, sometimes we choose to stay ignorant because we can't be bothered to educate ourselves like yeah you know what yeah let me just leave it as it is exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think also it's like that intentional ignorance sometimes it's just out of laziness or procrastination or yeah. just out of because you want your life to be convenient and at the end of the day you know in order for this whole this whole narrative to change around racial injustice we are going to have to inconvenience ourselves somehow yeah yeah so, yeah um, yeah guys this episode was amazing i loved it oh my god absolutely Gosh, amazing yeah. i hope you guys took away something i hope you know that after listening to this episode if you want to start that business that you will start it mm-hmm. um if your friends have any business we hope that from today you'll start supporting them better yeah. start promoting their stuff you know don't get the fear don't have the fear that oh if i support them they're going to do better than me and then mm-hmm. i'm going to be like, yeah that's another thing oh gosh <laughs> we are just going to win that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. have the mentality of we are all going to there's, win together you know there's if there's space for all these white people there's space for all of us yeah Exactly, to win, and know. these Asians yeah. just remember the Asians that they own every single corner <laughs> shop. I'm sure they were supporting each other. And, and, and the thing is, oh, they're, all, owns... they're all family as well, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, exactly, they're cousins, exactly. Aunties, trust me. So, this um, is the thing we can, we can all win, man. There's space for all of us to win, and yeah. there's space. Yeah. I, I have friends that are entrepreneurs, but you know, and I learn things from them. I don't see it as competition, uh, whether they've been going longer than me or for a less amount of time like from me I learn things from them there's things that I take I'm like oh my god that's such a dope idea do you know what yeah. let me see if I can it's, it's not stealing or copying but it's just things that you can learn and, and you're, you're inspired by so yeah. we, I refuse to only be inspired by, by non-blacks yeah, yeah. we need to change that. This is it. We do. Yeah, yeah so. we need to stop thinking that oh, because a non-black person has achieved something, that all of a sudden it makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. no, exactly. no. Absolutely. So let's try and do better, guys. And I'm looking forward to this three-part series. We are going to try and do this uh, in a three-week span, right? So we're going to yeah. not leave the two weeks because this is like a um, Black Lives Matter um, um series, three-part series we're doing. We the next episode will be out next week and then we'll do one the week after and we're gonna just um the other two topics will be again about things that uh we feel like are just dear to our hearts with this this mm-hmm. movement this most yeah. recent movement. and so things that we've experienced ourselves exactly well. yeah. yes yes we'll be sharing our own experiences so guys please don't forget to leave a review on apple uh on the apple podcast right yeah and, yeah like follow us on instagram she's in the pod um oh just a quick one about instagram yeah. thank you guys for all the support yes. you've been amazing yeah. we started a new thing last week um called siap stories where we just share our, our vulnerable moments with you guys and the response has been amazing so yeah, yeah. we love you all thank and watch you. out for how we develop that as well that's going to be a great great movement that we start with starting so uh but yeah make sure you rate us on apple music um and like us on Follow us rather on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. And yeah, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.